Hello and welcome to the SBP podcast episode 50. You're listening to the voice of mobile film and I'm your host, Susie Botello. Hey, if you're a creator, then you're in luck. Our guest is the founder of Blackbox.Global, Pat McGowan. He is offering the creators of the world a way to create a revenue stream with his innovative service. In our discussion, we discuss how Blackbox helps video creators with a way to earn revenue from their videos. And you can join a community of tens of thousands of professionals to collaborate to create great, awesome projects and earn revenue. Blackbox is a second-year sponsor of the International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego. If you're shooting high-quality videos with your smartphone, then you'll want to hear about Blackbox. Now let's go to Canada and talk with Pat. Listeners, we are here with Pat McGowan. Did I pronounce your name right, Pat? Out of all things, I should have already asked. <laughs> I think that's close enough. Yeah, it's McGowan. McGowan, like yeah. MacGyver of the... Climate. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a way. Always, <laughs> always getting out of scrapes, always getting out of trouble. <laughs> um, uh, to our listeners, Pat is in Canada. Uh, in, in right now, is it snowing over there? Uh, it's not. However, we're going to have a big snowfall tomorrow. Um, and I live, I live in a city called Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada for those that don't know that. And it's just a, it's a winter playground up here, but it is cold. Wow. Well, we were just, uh, we were talking about bears, uh, and, (laughs) and all, all sorts of grizzly things. Now I'm getting really corny here. Um, (laughs) but uh but pat is actually the founder of blackbox.global so if you get a chance uh go to that website and and see what he does he's gonna share uh, what he does with you um pat i was looking at your website just to gather a few little uh things that it said on there but uh before i go there and share that with everyone i just want to share with all our listeners that pat is a big supporter of the film festival here in san diego uh from canada to san diego uh pat yeah. is uh, sponsoring the film festival for the second year and uh we just first of all from all the listeners who are aspiring filmmakers uh thank you for doing that for supporting the mobile film industry well it's my pleasure <laughs> um pat has uh your business um is uh actually a little bit related or kind of related to what we do because you are helping people realize their dreams through video and film as well, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, we are all about creators having better lives. That's our number one goal. So on your website, it says uh, Black Box is a global platform that helps creators tap into the massive demand for video content and make steady passive revenue. Revenue always sounds good to artists and, um, and filmmakers <laughs> and all that. And, uh, and uh, one of the things that I do want to mention to our listeners, you also come from that world because, um, and, and actually let's do that now. Let's share sure. with our listeners a little bit about who Pat is and your background. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm going to try to keep it short, but basically I come from a background where I had kind of two sides to me. I was the, uh, I had the artistic side, uh, predominantly in music when I was younger, but I was also a photographer when I was a young kid and, you know, I had an old, um, had an old camera with the bellows on it and everything and uh, actually did some photography courses. And I've always liked the visual medium and I've always liked music a lot. And then I had my kind of academic side. So those two were always battling each other. And I ended up quitting pre-meds actually to go join a band uh, in my late teens, early 20s. And that started my artistic life. And I've been blessed because, in, in fact, I've been able to make a living and raise my family through, uh, through my art, artistic side, my business side. So it's just been fantastic. So things started in music, and that led me to composing music for a friend of mine who was doing some corporate video, which led me into composing for advertising and TV, and then... Uh, I became an audio engineer and a post guy and really loved doing post-production, so sound effects and music and mixing and so on and so forth. Uh, and I, I, the thing that I really liked doing was dialogue, actually. Hmm. So doing dialogue replacement for feature films and TV shows. Uh, I don't know why I like that so much, but I really enjoyed it. And like actually replacing the dialogue, which hopefully some of your filmmakers will have the experience of doing that level of post-production. And then that led me into picture, which drew me into uh, cinematography and camera and gear and all that. And I became a producer and a, and a director and I did everything. I, I've written, I've shot, um, edited, produced, and... Uh, and directed. I think I said that already. <laughs> so uh, anyways, it, it was a wonderful career, and, um, and you couldn't have really wanted anything better. And uh, about three, four years ago, things kind of shifted in the industry, and um, I think what? people who are working with professionals know that you know, things have changed quite what, radically. What, kind of, uh, what, what type of content were you producing? Uh, we did some TV. We did some service work for uh, indie film, uh, service work for uh, Netflix stuff, uh, that level of, of quantity, uh, a lot of uh, documentary work, uh, even some pure corporate you know, training stuff, whatever. Okay. Basically, anything that paid was fine. And you apply your craft to whatever level you're working at. And if you if you're applying your craft and trying to improve and uh, take pride in your work, 
then uh, it doesn't really matter whether you're doing, you know, advertising work or feature films or, or whatever. It's all, it's all good work. Yeah. Well, and then you were going, uh, go ahead and continue with that. Uh, what happened with the, with the industry? Well, um, you know, everything's changed really quite, quite radically. I think for people who are, are working in the industry, um, the biggest change, obviously, is Netflix coming along and setting a different standard for how things work in distribution, and that's really affected the, the uh, business models. Uh, in Canada, the industry here is fairly, uh, well, I'm going to say highly subsidized, and a lot of the money comes from, uh, for television in particular, comes from uh, government subsidies and industry subsidies that are brought about through cable fees. And when people started leaving cable, the money dried up. So, um, you know, it's just the way it was. So now we're faced with a situation where Canada is a busy service market, but in fact, um, it's just that. So there's, there's not a lot of indigenous production going on to the degree that there was at one time. And uh, what, indigenous production is happening is uh it's not to the commercial level that it once was as well and some people would argue that point with me but that's what we experienced so basically the money dried up to do certain types of production and now it's mostly service work so netflix spends a lot of money up here but uh very little content is actually registered in this country so it's a service market um and, you know, when people are working, they're generally happy. But if you're trying to run a business in that environment, it's tough because uh, uh, the rates are not where where they were and they're not scaling the way that they were. So, you know, I don't want to paint a negative picture of all of this. It's just a different dynamic. And then, you know, other things happen where uh, in the commercial market and the advertising market, things change because access to the tools that we needed to do our work uh, became uh, the barriers to entry really dropped. So agencies started internalizing the work that production companies used to do. And so some of the work dried up there. And then there was a government shift up here and, and the government work really dried up. So all of those just led me to a conclusion that I didn't want to be what I, what I term as commodified labor. So I never liked working for the man. I don't want to work for the man now. I want to be an autonomous, free creator, and I want to have access to market. Uh, and so I just decided that there was a, a different way of doing things, so I started Black Box. And that's, uh, that's you know some of the reasoning behind it, but it's really about uh, – creators being able to be autonomous, uh, free to work with who they want, on what they want, really do what they love, and have access to global markets. What is the, uh, because there are certain things about Black Box, for example, there's the um, the stock footage uh, mm -hmm. part, and then there's also the collaborative uh, revenue sharing aspect as well, right? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you can go into a little bit into both of those. Now, um, you know, obviously, uh, 
it doesn't matter whether you're shooting with a phone camera or especially now, right, um, Pat? Well, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter. You know, tools are tools. Yeah. And so the tools have different capabilities. So, you know, if you're shooting with an Aria Alexa with a $50,000 piece of glass on the front of it, uh, and you've got a, you know, you've got an assistant pulling focus as an AC and, and, you know, you're working in that environment, that's different than pulling out your iPhone X and trying to make some art. So, um, I think we have to be careful about that, you know, because, uh, in fact, I was out shooting yesterday. We, we've got the longest skating rink in the world here. It's called the Rideau Canal. And I was out there yesterday and I actually shot some stock footage myself using my iPhone X with a Movi uh, gimbal. And uh, it looked pretty darn good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I liken it to any other type of tool. If you're a carpenter and you have a hammer, you you can have a super high-end framing hammer or you can have, you know, a different type of hammer. Both of these hammers will hammer nails. One's more efficient than the other and easier to use. Uh, you could say it's a better hammer, uh, but they still hammer nails. But it's not the hammer that does it. It's the carpenter. So, you know, in the hands of a talented, trained, experienced uh, operator, an iPhone can make really amazing pictures. But if you just pull it out of your pocket with all of the automatic settings and you don't stabilize it and you don't, you know, you don't know what you're doing, um, it's just a camera. So, yeah, I think that, you know, the democ that's what a lot of people call the democratization of media is through technology. And I think that to some extent that's true. But, you know, I have this other saying, you know, I'll go, I'll go buy you a violin, but you're not going to play Carnegie Hall next week. You <laughs> know, that just ain't going to happen. You know, and I can give you a pair of ballet slippers, but you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be a prima ballerina in Swan Lake either, right. unless you work your ass off. And uh, and so you need talent. You need to work hard. You need experience. You need to be humble. And that's what makes uh, you know someone a creator, in my view. Yeah, you have to ex you have to experience the practice. Uh, in order to get your experience, sort of. You betcha. Well, you know, there's a lot of sayings around that. It takes 10,000 hours and so on. Uh. You know, Malcolm Gladwell's famous book. But, it, you know, it doesn't take 10,000 hours. If you want to be Tiger Woods or Wayne Gretzky or, you know, uh, you know uh, Zuckerman or whatever, right. yeah, sure, uh, that's, ten, that's what 10,000 hours gets you. Then you're a master. But... You know, and that's also that's are. also hard to predict because you know Tiger Woods was a was practically a baby when he started and had you know that talent and and so forth too and he kind of grew into sure. it. Well, uh, he had he had his ten thousand hours in before his tenth birthday, right? <laughs> you know, true. so that's just the way it goes. He was he was trained to do that. So yeah, I mean, art knows no bounds, and you know, we all know, you know. And any of us that work in the industry or anybody that aspired to the industry, I mean, there's one thing that you really need to do and that you got to know what good is. And, you know, you got to know what great is and you got to know where you fit in that to that. 
And a tool, buying a camera does not make you a cinematographer. It just doesn't, and, and it won't. So there's no reason in my, in my world that can't, people can't make really great, um, you know, either if it's stock footage or they're making a marketing video or they're making a film uh, and telling a story using a cell phone. Of course you can do that. And, and that's actually part of my, my message to people, uh, which is going to be a little different at this point with what your service does, which is um, there are a lot of people, you know, I see comments all the time uh, about this. You know, I just got my, my iPhone. I just got my gimbal. I'm ready to rumble, you know, that kind of a thing. It's like, I'm ready to make a movie now. It's like, well, I don't know that you can make a movie with just those two things. No. Um, I think you need, <laughs> you yes, need, definitely not. You know what? Start out with your story first <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and you have that vision, you have that end goal and now you're working towards that. But you mm-hmm. know, on the flip side with, with your service, uh, people can get out, pay attention to what they're doing, um, learn how to, how to get, you know, like say wide shots and, and how to you know, uh, whatever it is, depending on their topic and do the very best that they can. And then they can actually, once they shot that, whether they're using an iPhone or whether they're using, you know, a a red cam or whether they're using an Android. So people don't think I'm all about iPhones, you know, Mm -hmm, um, -hmm. whatever it is. And they upload it to your service right and uh and start possibly making some profit right exactly yes and that's quite true so i mean what we're really talking about is uh is the, is quality right so uh, in the in the stock footage world uh you know buyers don't go to these agency sites to buy uh you know a video where someone whipped out their camera and, and took a shot on their vacation that's mm-hmm. just not what they're there for so, you know, um, when we started the service and we let it be known that we were accepting cell phone footage, uh, to be honest, we were inundated with a lot of very poor footage. And um, some of that's still going on today, but we're being, uh, we put some, some measures in place to make sure that that doesn't get through. So, you know, people are learning to respect the art form and, and make sure that the tools don't kind of dominate their thinking. Um, so, you know, and we have to be careful about that because the other thing is, is that, you know, we don't know if we've got a Steven, a future Steven Spielberg on our hands. Oh, I Uh, can tell you that's exactly, you know, running a film festival like this, that's exactly my thing too. When people are asking, you know, uh, I was just making a comment to somebody, I'm supporting the filmmaker, not necessarily their film. Right. So, you know, the democratization of, of media is really what we're talking about. Uh, and really, that's just accessibility of tools, uh, which means that the tools are available to more, more people. You know, um, it's like handing out musical instruments to kids uh, who wouldn't have necessarily had access. I mean, uh, and so when people have access to storytelling tools, visual storytelling tools, and they tell stories, and those stories are compelling and the images are compelling and they make people feel things because that's what film is all about. It makes, they make, you know, film makes you think and makes you feel. Yeah. 
and 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 you can learn or you can experience an emotion or you can get a thrill or you can just be passing the time but you know that's the magic of our medium and yes you can do it with a cell phone there's no question about it so we're really happy to support uh the festival because uh you know like i said we may be supporting some real greatness or we may be just supporting some stories that weren't going to get told any other way and that are good stories. So, you know, I'm all for it. it's an incentive, to be honest with you. Like when I first had this idea, it was like, well, how do I get people to do this? And it's Mm -hmm. like, ah, you know, if I have a film festival, which is a a competition really, then, then now you're really incentivizing, or I don't even know if I pronounced that right, but um, giving the incentive to people to even try it out. Well, no question. And it's like anything else. I mean, like I said, I grew up in the music business. And so, you know, greatness did not come out of, you know, this highly structured approach with only the best instruments, right? right. So, you know, you started playing music on, on a crummy instrument because you couldn't afford a good instrument. And then if you if you showed promise, you would somehow get a good instrument. And then you could be brought into that world. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, there's no reason for people to have these, uh, 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 how should I put this, um, preconceived notions about the tools that people are using. They're just tools. Yeah. And, and, and we're really about creating an art form uh, or, you know, good communications. I mean, I believe, by the way, I'm going to skip way ahead here, but I believe that creators are very special people. And um, one of the things that drives me is that I know creators. I just got off the phone with, uh, with a, a fellow today who lives uh, way down in Austin, Texas. And within five minutes, you know, you know you're talking to your people, right? Yeah. And if I'm, I talk to people all over the world, black boxes – is global. That's why it's blackbox.global. We have 35,000 creators using our platform now from all over the world. And everybody really shares some common characteristics. And, uh, you know, I'm not being idealistic when I say this. This is true. Mm-hmm. First of all, they're generally sensitive, talented, artistic, hopeful people. They're hard workers. Um, they are uh, generally kind uh, generous, uh, you know, super hardworking and, uh, collaborative. Uh, so that's a pretty special human being there. And you are, I believe- you are very correct. And I, and I've said this many times, uh, people in our industry and the artists that create are a very special people. Very special. I believe we are. Yeah. I believe we are. And we've never been given the opportunity to truly be that as a group. Mm-hmm. So our aspirations at Black Box are to be that digital platform, that meeting place, that uh, crucible, that um, environment where you can actually be that and collaborate with other people, make art, and be able to take care of your family. But even more than that, I believe that collectively we're going to bring uh, bring stories and information to the world 
that can actually help with some pretty big problems. Mm-hmm. Because I don't see, and I, I know a lot of people are going to think I sound crazy when I say this, but I believe that creators, given the right forum and environment and, and situation, may be the driving force behind solving big problems like climate change. Because I don't see CEOs and governments running out to do anything about it, quite frankly, uh, that's significant and substantive. But if if we can tell stories about the impact of climate change, as we call them black boxers, then we're going to do a lot of good in the world. And there's lots of other stories that we can tell uh, because, you know, media is exploding right now. People just want to watch TV and watch movies and watch YouTube and watch, 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 watch. And for, for, for the most part, what they're watching is, uh, you know, it's pretty fluffy entertainment. And uh, But there's also a way for creators to tell, you know, some important stories and to have an effect on the way that people think. Well, you said it earlier about feeling and people are yearning <laughs> to feel something. There's a lot around us uh, with everything that we're consuming, which is, you know, the, the plastic, right? And they uh-huh. want to feel something real. And that's where also that yearning to me, right? And I was just saying this in my last podcast. Uh, we were, I was just sharing that concept of the power of the story and how yes, powerful that can be. And why um, you see some of the most powerful people in the world uh, know this and everybody else is sort of in their own world consuming and they're not really realizing we're all storytellers, right. you know, and we all have a right to, to share stories and to feel something and to empower ourselves through storytelling. I agree. And there are a lot of great stories being told. So I'm not saying that I'm super cynical and I think that storytelling has been stripped out of the human condition. Quite the contrary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have probably more storytelling going on today. However, uh, I do think that, you know, to some degree, uh, storytelling got stripped of some of its magic through business imperatives. Uh, so, you know, it's almost like it needs to be a little more grassroots again. Uh, you know, and, and I think that, uh, the emergence of the ability for people to work on tools is part of that. But the next phase is that people with tools need to collaborate with one another to find the power of the collective story. And I think that that's something that has yet to happen. And I hope we're there able to bring our approach our platform and our technology to help people come together to collaborate on and it's not you know it's not like hey let's sit around the fire and sing kumbaya that's not why what I'm not saying. <laughs> well we can but you can't eat that <laughs> right, right right so you know if you want to be a storyteller and you want to be able to to express yourself and 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 develop and uh, make a living at this you got to make money so you know we're very very focused on that um, we're very focused on access to market and collaborative revenue sharing uh, on product that people own. So you're not working for somebody else, uh, working, you know, basically supporting their dream 
<laughs> and their business dream. What our platform does is it allows everybody to share the dream and to uh, and to benefit from uh, the financial reward of that dream by accessing global markets. So, um, so just coming full circle, you know, because you asked me kind of what black box is all about. So there's, you know, there's a couple of core things that we do. So the first thing we do is we will get uh, content to uh, global markets for creators. And so right now our, uh, and just to frame things up, the company has been around for a couple of years, but the first year and a half was really market trials. We were small. We had fewer than a thousand members. We wanted to make sure this thing worked and and worked perfectly because people are entrusting us with their content and their revenue. So it had to be right. So we went through an extended period of testing and testing and testing and really making sure that this made sense. And the first market that that really made sense for us to do that in was the stock footage market because of the nature of the marketplace, uh, because of uh, the type of uh, uh, business environment that it has, which was uh, well suited to our approach, and uh, and also because the transactions were small. So we need to test our system at scale, where we had a lot of transactions going. And uh, so we developed that, and then we were lucky enough to uh, get the attention of a prominent YouTuber, uh, Chris Howe, who uh, did a video with us and for us, and uh, I was in that video. And I hate being on camera. <laughs> I like being behind the camera, but I was on camera for that. And he was wonderful to work with. And, you know, the next thing you know, we had uh, a, a bit of a viral hit with that video amongst the uh, filmmaking community and the aspirational filmmaking community, which is really important. So the next thing you know, we grew super fast. So we went from 1,000 members to 35,000 members in less than eight months, which wow. is phenomenal. Uh, and I'm so grateful for all of that. But, you know, that level of success does bring challenges. And so we're, we're dealing with those challenges, which meant we were a little slower to go to our next, our next uh, ambition. Because stock footage is – we're not a stock footage company. We're a creator company. Actually, we call ourselves uh, a creator empowerment community, you know, our creator empowerment ecosystem. Um, because we, our two tools are basically what we call go to market. So upload to us and we will get you to uh, the widest possible markets as possible. Uh, and then the second piece uh, is the revenue sharing piece. So it's collaboration and revenue sharing. We call it FOIP, F-O-I-P-P, which stands for Fractional Ownership of Intellectual Property and Payments. Oh, no wonder that's an acronym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it kind of has to be. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that's really designed to say, look, you know, five people want to work on something. They can co-own it, commensurate with their like pro rata depending on their contribution. And that's kind of like where the future is, I think. Great. I'm glad you think that because I certainly think that, you know, uh, I have this other term for it. So the geeky people will under, will, will like this. Uh, I call it egalitarian micro capitalism. 
And so egalitarian means that it's all-inclusive. Micro means that it's at a small level. You don't have to be a billion-dollar company to play. And a million-dollar company, you can just be an individual to play, but you can be a capitalist within this. So you have the autonomy and the freedom to navigate in the marketplace and collaborate with who you choose and work on what you want. So uh, basically, it's about freedom. And and creators need to be free. Yes. Creators do not function well in a non-free environment, well, where they're constrained, or whether they're when they're worried, and you know, and they're working for the man, and it's not good. And I'm not saying that everybody in the business right now is the man. They're not. I mean, everybody who's working in this industry is, uh, you know, is uh, they're like us. They're creators too. Uh, however, uh, the way that the business has evolved, uh, we have to be careful because I personally, and I don't know whether your listeners would resonate with this or this resonates with your listeners, but I personally, just me, I do not want to work for a, a, a huge digital platform like anyone that you could name. I don't want to work for those platforms. It's just not what I want to do. I want to work for Pat. It's something I've said before, too, about um, working, um, even though I love all filmmakers and I'll I'll go to I'll go to crew anywhere. And they're like I said, they're very special people. Absolutely. I would not want to work in a Hollywood setting for an I'd rather work for the individual film, you know, uh, market. Right. And so now, and you know, so the two of us now have a place we can live, right? Yeah. It was really hard to live in that world, um, you know, indie film or flashlight films or whatever, you know, they just weren't, you better have a spouse with a steady day gig yeah. if you're going to be doing that, right? Uh, and like I said, I, I've always been able to make a living in this industry because it's never bothered me what format I work on particularly. Yeah, uh, I love the process. I love the work. I love the people. But what I hated most is when you were working for somebody else's benefit in an unequal way. In other words, you know, you felt that you were might be taken advantage of in some way. And so, uh, you know, this isn't a, you know, screw the man thing or anything like that. Not at all. There's a place for lots. It's a big market and there's a lot out there and we're not looking to, it's not a revolution. It's an opportunity for people who feel the same way to actually do things differently. And that's, that's what we've invented and that's what we've built. Well, it's it's like the art, you know, when people uh, would go and work, uh, you know, Business owners are looking for a graphics designer and they're thinking yep. art and they go and, and they hire a graphic designer and they barely will pay them because the, it appears that they're doing art, which is they're thinking about uh, when they were kids drawing with crayons. Oh, they're enjoying that. So we shouldn't we don't yes. need to pay them so much. And it's very right. disrespectful to 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 the art industry. But I think more and more people are catching on to that. Well, I think the other thing is, is that, hey, that's great when you're uh, 19 or 25, right? Right. 
But when you get a little bit older, you know, you have responsibilities. You're going to have kids. You might get married, depending on whether you get married or not. Um, you know, right. you might want to buy a home and you might want to take vacations and you might want to buy groceries. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> so here, you know, here's the thing, right? Like you can't do that on, um, you know, on exposure and awards. A lot of people say it's good exposure. And I'm like, well, you can die of exposure. So, you know, you got to be careful. You got to be careful, right? You know, this is, this is, uh, it's a business. And so, you know, if you're participating in a business, then, uh, you know, what we want to do is create an opportunity for you actually to participate in the business as a respected player. I mean, I know a little bit about business as well through my work, actually. So, you know, there's this one business uh, dynamic. It's called supply chain. Hmm. And every single industry has a supply chain. Pharmaceuticals, automotive, okay, high tech. All this stuff doesn't get made in one by one person or by one company. It's an integrated web of supply which delivers a product to the demand side. And in fact, um, the industry that we work in never had a defined and developed supply chain. Nobody really considered supply chain when they were working uh, uh, on making these products, right? And really, a movie is a product, a exactly. TV And so the supply chain is really, really important. Um, now, senior executives in some of these companies probably do know that because they're business trained. But for the most part, there wasn't an awareness that there is a supply chain. Well, there is a supply chain. And so what we've actually done with Black Box is created a very highly visible and extended supply chain, which is what you need to work in a global environment. You know, uh, think about your iPhone. Components come from all over the world to make that iPhone. And it gets assembled at a, at a plant, uh, usually called a contract manufacturer for the brand holder. Apple doesn't own those plants. They go to other companies to get the stuff made. Uh, and it's the same with every everything that we use. Um, and movies are no different. So when we break down that supply chain and we extend it and we make it into less of a chain and more of a web, actually, then you're in an environment where the value of the creators actually rises uh, because they are are the people providing the valuable services and goods to make that product. And, uh, and it flattens things down a little bit. It becomes less pyramidal. And yes, there's less money at the top, for sure. There's less money for the, uh, for the, for the uh, you know, for the evil business guy <laughs> at the top. Uh, but there's more money at the bottom. And that's what we mean when we say egalitarian microcapitalism. And we're at the perfect time, the absolute perfect time to do this business model because of the Internet. Okay, so we've got this incredible web system out there already to do the, the communications, the collaborations, the, the, the work transfer, the digital transfer of, of, uh, of the stuff that we make. And we've already proven this. Okay, so in the case of uh, what we're doing now and what we're about to get into, uh, which is, you know, just bigger projects. So stock footage, stock footage is just like a little micro media. It's like a, a little tiny piece of media 
that's a building block for other things. So when we look at that, we say, okay, Susie really loves to edit, okay? And Pat really loves to shoot. So Pat and Susie lives in San Diego and Pat lives in Ottawa, Canada. And we met on Black Box and we decided that we were going to collaborate on making some footage. So Pat goes out and shoots and comes home and transfers to Susie the raw files, either on a hard drive or through a, a file server um, for you know, cloud-based and Susie transforms that raw footage into the product. Or Susie actually just edits, and Susie just puts the clips, and then the clips come back, and somebody else, uh, maybe John, who lives in, uh, oh, let's say John lives in Paris, and now he can actually apply the metadata, which is all of the, the tagging and the keywords and the descriptions and so on, to add more value to that content. So now we've got three people who have contributed to the content. And let's take it even further and say that there was an actor or a model involved, uh, you know, maybe an actress. Uh, so maybe her name's Annie. So Annie came and gave her talent and her image and Pat shot it and Susie edited it and John did the metadata. And now we've got a four way collaboration going. Okay, and now everybody owns a piece of that content. So within Black Box, we know who owns what. We track it. And when money comes in, your percentage automatically gets accrued to your account and paid to you. So that's the real magic of it. Now, all you have to do to 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 look at a wider application of this is say, okay, we're going to make a a web series and we're going to have a supply chain of 15 people shooters and actors writer director um, producer production manager editor uh, graphic artist uh, motion graphics person uh, someone scoring it and doing the audio post-production and uh, maybe someone who's a marketer Uh, you can bring that person in so what we're doing is we're taking that value chain and we're actually turning it into a value web where everybody co-owns their piece of this thing and the money gets divided when the money comes. So is this and concept anybody, a little bit like blockchain in a way too? Well, blockchain is just a tool for tracking and tracing, right? Right, And it's a very good one. And, and absolutely, we are working on blockchain technology to implement into our supply chain. Right. So, uh, so the it's, right all, people it's all get part of it. Credit. Exactly. Yeah. And now here's a really so extend that out again to a feature film where 400 people work on the movie. OK, awesome. so the only trick here. Right. The only trick is a lot of it is uh, in kind. OK, so there's no paycheck. Right. Yeah. You get paid when the money comes later so there's a delay in getting the money and that's 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 something that's hard for a lot of people to accept you know they say i want to get paid now but there's enough people um to do it this way and and you see once you get to sustainability then then you're free so the way to do this is to start off by doing it part-time build up your portfolio build up your revenue to the point where you can stop doing other work 
and start doing this more. And to the point where you transition to uh, making a full-time living at it. And then, then things get interesting because, you know, and there's a little bit of luck with everything, right? So uh, with anything in life and any decision that you make. So, uh, you know, and this isn't gambling or anything like that, but it's just, you know, some content's going to do better than others. Depends on demand in the marketplace. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, it could be that, uh, rom-coms are, are, rom-coms are very popular in the next 10 years versus, you know, horror, who knows, but there's also, you know, differentiation in the market. And the thing is, is that these, these uh, types of content are in fact much cheaper to make. So you can make better content for less because you're actually capturing more of the psychic energy of the people who are involved. Right. So if you're just doing a gig, you're just doing a gig. Right. You, you don't. Very few people give their all on a gig, especially when they're not getting paid their rate. OK, but if you're if you're part of it and if you're a part owner, you give it your all. It's going to be we see it already. The, the product is better. So uh, and that just leads to, you know, this environment where people are more energized uh, they are happier. Uh, they feel a sense of purpose. Uh, and even if the thing doesn't make a lot of money, they have a sense of ownership and pride in what they've done. Uh, and that, you know, that is the real creator condition that we want people to feel. We want them to be happy doing what they love as opposed to, you know, maybe working for a huge company and not being, not feeling so happy at the end of the day. That's no. part of the value of, of what we do is mm-hmm. in that, in taking that pride in and, and, and in being able to say, because there's, there's some things that I've worked on that, that I, I don't care, you know, about, <laughs> you know it's what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and other things were, you know, I gave it my all, but it still didn't turn out so great. It's not something I need to flash out. That's one of the things I say about, video you shoot a lot of things because you're 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 when you're creating um as a creator you love and you're passionate about creating it you're not always thinking about what am i going to do with this um you know Mm -hmm. you just do your best at it and sometimes it turns out great and sometimes it doesn't um but you feel you get something out of the act of creating and you no question and you get a, a a benefit from that as well because uh, I mean like an external benefit, which means you're gaining experience, you're learning through uh, what you, the process. It's it's really the bottom line is this is you know we're dreamers and we're schemers, and uh, you know uh, none of us wanted to work you know a nine to five gig, uh, and so we need to be able to be you know what we are. And up till now, correct me if I'm wrong, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to come across as being, you know, the guy with the answer or an egomaniac as I do it my way. I'm just a creator who really realized that I wanted to be different and I wanted to live differently uh, than I had been living, uh, working kind of in that, you know, that, that gig life and, uh, and because it had become work. And, uh, and that's not how it started. So there's this whole thing in psychology called primary and secondary rewards, you know, and the thing is, is that 
if your primary reward is love of craft and, and love of the work and your secondary reward is getting paid, well, at some point, your secondary reward and primary rewards will switch. And then, you know, the primary reward becomes the money and the secondary reward is satisfaction. Well, we think we can even that out, right, through, uh, through our business model. Uh, so, that, you know, there's, uh, I started talking about this, this uh, you know, what our primary and secondary and tertiary uh, uh, aspects of the business were. And I just see it as, as uh, kind of three things. The first thing is the business tools. So we've got our go-to-market and we've got FOIP. All right, so those are our business tools, and they're together, and that's what I call the platform. The second thing is community, and community is really important. So we're building a community of creators that can be creators on their own as part of a massive group of people. So we're 35,000 people now. I believe that once we take it to 500,000 people or a million even, I think that there's there's a really rich ecosystem to be built there, and it's just going to get better and better and better for creators. And then the third thing that I really believe is is part of what we're doing is, is what I call the foundation, and that's where we work together to give of ourselves to make the world a better place through storytelling. Uh, and we talked about that earlier. So those are the three things that make up my world and my black box world and you know we'll find other things to bring to it you know we may bring in a financing arm to help people uh you know that that have projects that have certain requirements to get them made uh, and and i'll be part of that but the number one goal and and people ask me sometimes you know like what is what's the primary objective and the primary objective for me is creator freedom yes it's to have creators be free to do the work they want, with whom they want to do it, where and when they want to do it, and to be paid fairly for the effort that they put into that. Right. So they can that's, keep creating. That's yeah. That's exactly right, because yeah. that's the end game. Because, you know, people ask me all the time, well, aren't you going to retire? And I'm like, you know, are you kidding? <laughs> Well, you know, why, that goes, that? yeah, no, that goes into what you were just saying earlier about the nine to five thing. The world is changing that yeah. uh, we I mean, I'm sure you read about it all the time that people don't want nine to five jobs anymore, that 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 whole concept is is leaving. And, and one of the reasons that is, is that unfortunately, and we're getting into other territory here, but uh, in terms of, you know, the, histori the history of economics and the history of corporations, in fact, many corporations are not delivering on the promise anymore, okay, because they can't. So, or maybe they don't want to, right? But, yeah. you know, things have really changed a lot. You know, it used to be in our parents' day, uh, you would have a job and that was your job and you would have a pension and the company would take care of you if you were lucky. Well, there was a, a relationship between time equals value and that well, has changed. That's right. And that has changed too. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and craft and experience are less value than they, they were before because uh, I don't know whether it's the YouTube generation or whatever, 
but uh, that dynamic has shifted as well. So, you know, it's become more transient. But unfortunately, that doesn't help you when you're 65 years old and you're trying to figure out how you're going to, you know, pay your rent and buy your groceries if the company that you worked for let you down and didn't and didn't uh, come through on their promise. I mean, there's a huge company up here called Nortel. I don't know if you ever heard oh, of Nortel. Yes, I have. Okay, spectacular bankruptcy, okay? But the senior execs walked away with hundreds of millions of dollars, and many, many, many people were denied their pensions. And I'm talking people who were supposed to be making these, – these people were well-paid, high-tech workers, okay, making six figures who now do not have pensions. And they're working at Walmart now wow. because – and when they're 75 years old because that company broke its promise and, and uh, was unable to do what it was supposed to do because it got completely seduced by, well, greed, quite frankly. And, and so, you know, and we're not going to fix that, okay? But, but here's a cool part about Black Box, okay? <laughs> you develop a portfolio and you co-own content, Okay. And you build that up through your career. Let's say Black Box was around 60 years ago when Gilligan's Island was made. Okay, Could you imagine if Gilligan's Island had been made using FOIP and Black Box? Okay? And your grandfather was, I don't know, a key electric on that show. Okay, And he owned part of the show. You would own that now if you were in his will. Because that was something that he would have owned. He would have owned piece of, a piece of the show. And he could will it to his heirs. And any of the rights that de delivered money would be co-owned by the, by the owners. And you would be getting paid to now paid royalties right now for Gilligan's Island for the show that he worked on 50 or 60 years ago. And you and I both know that stories will never go away. They were here before never. we were here, and they will continue to be after we're yeah. gone, too. Absolutely. So content has a lifespan. It has a life cycle. It's not going to last three, four, five generations, but it's going to last two generations. So that's a gift you're actually giving to your future generations. Uh, the dividend will keep paying out, yeah. right? And you can't do that with a gig. Unless you throw it into a 401k or a bank account or real estate or something else, right? But here it has value. So, you know, again, we're talking about value, right? right. So, so what I believe we can do is we can return value to the creators uh, where I believe it belongs because we've been stripped of our value. We've been turned into workers. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, sure, you could say that's a value, but it's actually just an economic input. It's not a true value equation. We are denied access to the value because the value is going to the top of large multinational shareholder-driven corporations. And that's the big difference, right? So, you know, and it's not that that's wrong. It's just the evolution that's happened. And we have a different way of looking at it. And we have a different solution. Uh, and so, uh, you know, all I can say to creators is really think about value, really think about your value and your dreams and what you want to do in the future. Black Box is, is evolving. Uh, as I said, we're a young company, right? So we've really only been in the market for less than a year. 
And our next, uh, our next move will be into uh, longer form work. So, uh, you know, short form for YouTube, um, uh, then into feature film. We're actually screening a film. If anyone is listening and uh, they can hear this, uh, uh, we're actually, uh, we're, we brought a film on called The Independence, which is a great little indie film. And uh, so we are the agents for that globally, and FOIP is being used uh, once the investors are paid out to pay uh, the crew, who nice. uh, some of them worked in kind. And so this is the first feature film where we're applying that to. So we're moving, and for the people who are involved in uh, mobile filmmaking, uh, we would definitely consider bringing uh, a film onto our platform almost immediately so if people want to get involved they can go to the website and they can get the contact info and they can send an inquiry and we're not formally we're not formally doing a call for content yet but we're doing an informal call for content so you know if it's the right product we'll take it on so we're talking about actual edited uh finalized films full on well what we're really looking for is unmade films so that we can use our methodology to get the film made. So the filmmakers that come to our film festival this year, we have a couple uh, uh, of feature films. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, during, you know, I started the concept, the whole concept of feature films a few years ago, but now we finally, you know, you have to put the, the idea forward and then incentivize it, right? And then finally you get the product. Um, oh yeah, yeah it takes so, time. <laughs> right. So so now we are getting uh feature films um and I selected two for this year's film festival. Fantastic. And um yeah, and so those uh feature filmmakers uh should probably get in touch with you uh for their next projects and maybe you know and the same with the even short films, you know. I mean, it, it might as well. Well, uh, you know, I don't want to be uh, a wet blanket, but short films are hard to monetize. Yes, short I've films, heard this. <laughs> you know, short, short films are great for honing uh, skills and for, you know, getting ready to make a commercial product. Yeah. Uh, we're not actually looking for short films right now, but I, I never say never. I mean, you know, we actually were approached to do an anthology uh, film not too long ago and it didn't work out but um you know it's such such early days yeah i mean i don't don't want people to think that oh wow you know black box is hundreding hundreds of films right now we're going to i have every every belief that within two to three years we will be dealing with hundreds of films and and many tv shows uh we use the term tv now but it's really streaming uh but we'll be doing that uh, no question. Uh, lots of YouTube work and the stock footage thing will still be going strong. But here's a cool thing about stock footage. Stock footage is a building block for other things, right? Mm-hmm. So as we grow our platform and we have stock footage going out to market, we have a community that can take advantage of that stock footage to make other products. So I'll just go, I'm going to go back to this example because sometimes people's light bulbs don't go off until we talk about these real world examples. But here's another example. So let's say Pat, and by the way, I'm, uh, my, my uh, videography and cinematography work uh, is with bears. 
So we talked about that earlier, but I'm, I'm a bear freak. So, you know, I like hanging out with polar bears and grizzly bears in particular. And so I can't explain why I just do it. So, um, and I have a body of work. So if you came along, Susie, and you said, Pat, I'm working on an, an ecology documentary and it's all about bears. And I hear you've got a good collection of footage. Uh, would you like to collaborate with me? And I'd say, well, I'll take a look at your script and you show me the script. And I'm like, yeah, I like that script. Sure, you can use my footage. But what we do is we we calculate the, the market value of that contribution to your film and we put it in the formula of the film and I get a percentage of the movie right. uh, in return for my contribution, right? I'm not looking to sell you footage. I'm looking to, in the black box method, contribute. And then so you just take the same people. You say, okay, well, we need a narrator, so let's see if Kiefer Sutherland wants to do this as a in-kind, as a black box participant, and let's get someone to score it, and let's get someone to edit it. And you know, next thing you know, we've got a full-on uh, Academy Award-level documentary made by high-end people doing high-end work. And there's plenty of room for people who are less experienced to work on it. And we don't call them interns, okay? We would call them junior partners, cool. right? So the, the interns are paid later, same as everybody else, right? right? So uh, again, there's no, uh, there's no using of people here. There's no, oh, I don't have the budget, I can't pay you. There is no budget. Right. So, so yeah, everybody, and, and that happens too, where people say they don't have the budget today, but then once it's finished, they end up with a lot of money, but they don't go yeah. back to those people no, when they said they that don't. and say, you know what, that changed. Here's, here's some more, you know, Well, that's called a deferral. Yeah. And anybody who's any, anybody who's anybody in the industry knows that no one gets paid on deferrals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody that's ever been paid on a deferral? I don't Nope. Nope. personally and I you know I know some Hollywood actors and you know when we talk uh, you know, I was out for dinner with with uh, a fairly prominent actor in Hollywood not too long ago and I said you know you ever been paid on a deferral he goes he just starts laughing he says no one gets paid on deferrals you know it's a joke yeah because there's no contract right and so what black box is is a tacit contract it's part of the ecosystem the very fact that you participate on the platform under our terms and conditions binds you to a contract immediately, right? So that's the other beautiful thing is we save a pile of money on legal and accounting, right? You don't, yeah. because if you're going to do a film, you got to pay a lawyer to write up that, that agreement. That's like, that could be 10 grand, you know, and, and, and people just don't have that kind of money uh, working within these business models. Well, you don't need that with black box, actually. The agreements are part of the platform. It's like, uh, you know, when you sign your user agreement with Apple. You know, that's actually very valuable because we were just talking about the artists and how people, I mean, a lot of people take advantage of artists. You know, they make money on, on the product that they create and then they own it and they keep it and, you know, and continue to make money. There are horror stories. Yes. But um, in this sense is the, the, the part of the problem with that is that most artists don't have, there's the right brain and the left brain and all that. Most artists mm -hmm. don't have that capability of handling that aspect of it. So you yeah. guys take care of that for them. That's awesome. 
Yeah, we do everything that you hate or are not good at. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because, and that's part of it is to say, look, you know, that's absolutely true. Left brain, right brain. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm either lucky or I'm cursed because I'm 50, 50. I'm really, you know, I can do both. I can sit in the boardroom and hang out with business guys all day long and I actually like it, or I can be on set all day long and I like that. Right. So, uh, I'm lucky in that perspective. So, in fact, I like what you're saying, though. It's like black box is uh, which one is which, by the way, is right brain is logical. No, right brain is artistic and left brain is logical. I don't know, but I'm I'm 30, 30, I figure. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So, um, you know, so we just see ourselves as being that side of brain for you. Right. Yep. And uh, and, uh, you know, it's going great. I mean, we're having, we're having a blast and actually I am so energized and I've been in the business a long time and, you know, I haven't been this energized for a long time. Uh, we're just loving it. And, and one of the things that I love most is when I hear that people are successful, you know, on our Facebook page, when our Facebook group, actually, uh, when people are celebrating their sales or the, the fact that they learned something or made a connection or have a new relationship, a uh, professional relationship, uh, or did some good work that they want to share with, with their colleagues and their fellow black boxers, as we call them, yeah. uh, it's a really cool, cool feeling. It's, it's just a remarkable feeling to know that, that somebody had a great day because of our business idea. You know, and, yeah. It's just getting better. You know, it's yeah. just getting better. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been feeling that, especially, you know, right now as people are energized. I'm getting emails from the filmmakers or coming mm-hmm. to the film festival. Uh, there's a couple of them. One of them is coming from Morocco. The other one's coming from Italy, you right. know, and people like that. And they're emailing me like, so I, I'm sorry, I have a lot of questions, but I'm so excited and <laughs> I get excited too, you know, um, and, and it feels like uh, I'm hosting this great big house party type of a thing, except for it's with people from all over the world that, that all made their films, you know, using their phone and they get to live their dream through, you know, even even if it's momentary and they may never do it again but they had that chance they had that opportunity and they Mm. took it and and i tell them you whether you win an award or not you already won because you completed it you bet well you know there's another thing about indie filmmaking and you know like there there are people that are that have this film in them that they 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 just have this film and they think they have this film in them so they're going to go make that film and these days, because they can access, get access to tools so easily, they end up making the movie, but they end up, you know, borrowing against their inheritance or uh, running up credit cards mm-hmm. that it's going to take them 10 years to pay off to make that movie, right? Well, with Black Box, you don't have to do any of that. So you don't have to make a credit card movie. <laughs> you, you, don't have to, you don't have to lose your house. You don't have to sell ah. your house or... No, you don't. It's it's shared risk, right? So that's the other thing. We actually sprinkle risk. We share risk. So those people that you're asking to come out on the weekend to shoot those two scenes, right? And you don't have to bring your cousin to hold the boom anymore because (laughs) they're going to do a crappy job. You can actually bring a real sound person, uh, you know, and it's going to make a better movie. And you can actually, you know, 
you can actually have good secondary actors, uh, you know, supporting actors who can actually act, right? As opposed to somebody, you know, your aunt that you threw in there or whatever. Um, that so may work okay on a short film, but not on a feature. Well, no, it won't. And, and so people are making credit card movies that are not up to snuff. Uh, and that's tragic, you know, Hey, they're going for the dream and that's totally okay. Dreams are dreams and you should do them. Um, but there's a different, you know, there's kind of a different class of filmmaker there too, that, you know, if you do capture the talent, they will elevate and they'll go to the next level. Uh, and, uh, and they can do it. I have this saying, I actually wanted to tell you the same, you know, how people always say that content is King, right? A lot of people like to say that. Well, I don't believe that. Okay, I don't believe that content is king. I believe distribution is king and always has been and always will be. But content creators are the kingdom. Okay, mm. so is there a king without a kingdom? I don't think so. That's interesting. It's like storytelling, and I'm, I'm always saying, you know, it's a it's a keyword, and I use it. But what I really like to say is story sharing. Yeah, because especially yeah. with the world that we're living, the online world and everything, mm -hmm. you know, so you're you're sharing your story uh, because otherwise you're just dictating and you're talking to a wall. Right. So within 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 the construct that I'm talking about, and it's very similar. What we're saying is there's a place for the story sharers to be right. Yeah. And the story sharers are in my construct, the kingdom. So where is the kingdom? Well, the kingdom is global, and it's a digital platform, and I think Black Box could be the kingdom. I've got a question for all our listeners. Do you see now why <laughs> Pat and I connected? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't even remember how we met. Um, I do. There. I, I, have, I see everything to me as a story. Uh, okay. Yeah, we met on Twitter. And then we actually, uh, we drifted into Facebook and then we actually called each other. And that yeah, turned into a long conversation that became very passionate about what basically what we're, what we've been talking about in this podcast. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so um, it's, it's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're both on, you know, and like you were talking about the, the community that can change the world. You know, you connect with certain people when you know you're on the right path. When uh, I don't know how to explain this, but it, it's like branches. You know, you're on the tree, and there yeah. are all these branches connecting through you. And so you know you're on the right path when you're connecting with people, and people are connecting to you, and through other people, it just comes around. It's it's amazing. Right. And we are living in a time when people are less connected than they've ever been, even though they think they are. Gosh, the irony. So, so we need to bring some reality back to that. And that's the community. That's, that's where community comes from. So we do have an opportunity to have a global community that is meaningful and productive and sustainable. We have that opportunity. There's no reason that we have to be lone wolves. Well, right. We, we are going through an evolution, and I think you know you hit it. Speaking of hitting the nail on the head, 
regardless of the hammer. Right. <laughs> and that's what, what it comes down to is that we're beginning to see the real value in our, in our humanity and in mm-hmm. why we're here. And, you know, the, the fact that we don't own the world, we, right. we, the, the world owns us basically. Um, and, and what we do here and how we connect with each other and we might as well make that as real as possible that's going to make a change in the world and i really believe sharing great wonderful true stories that have a message and mean something uh can really change the world and i know you believe that too i 100 percent believe it well and i i want to play a little game with you okay and because I know that this this one is long, this podcast, but you know what? It's very engaging, and it's one of those things you can't really put a time on to it. Cool. But, but we're going to put a time on this game. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to give you, like that segue, uh, we're going to give you 20 seconds to share with everyone something about you, basically your favorite movies, okay? And I've got a timer. All right. So we'll make this really legit. So are you ready? Favorite movies or movie? Movies. Like movies. in plural. Okay. So as many movies that you love as you can. And, and the time goes fast. It's only 20 seconds. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ready, oh. set, go. Uh, A Beautiful Mind. Um, Enemy at the Gates is my number one. Totally. Clockwork Orange. Um, Blade Runner, Star Wars, early ones, original three. Um, oh boy, recently. Uh, ah, no, but you theory, know what? Tell theory me. of Everything. Theory of Everything. Oh, nice. Love that movie. Yes, and you know what? When whenever you know you're a musician too, right? So mm. there's nothing like turning off the lights, right, in the house. You bet. And watching Star Wars, and that song comes on. Oh, my God. It just, like, it it just, like, sends John, shivers in you and stuff. It's just amazing. John Williams is a god. Yeah. He just did, uh, I just heard something about him. Oh, it was his birthday today, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's going to be about 80, maybe older. Uh, share with our listeners, and, and we'll throw the link, but for those who just don't want to go there and they just want to hear out uh, your social media handles, like uh, what are you on Facebook? I am Pat, I think I'm Pat McGowan 971. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what about for Black Box? Black Box is Black Box. It's just Black Box, actually. Okay. On Facebook, uh, which is cool, but that's our page, uh, and our uh, our members group is invitation only, so you have to join Blackbox in order to do that. And to join Blackbox, just go to the website blackbox.global. It's not a .com yep. because we're not com, we're global. So blackbox.global is where we'd go to join. And uh, after that, we'll send you all kinds of stuff, uh, podcasts and eventually this podcast i hope will be one of the ones that we reference uh we've been on five or six pretty good ones so far and they've they've all been great uh as you can tell i like to talk 
<laughs> so uh, no problems there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, we got a, an explainer video that that you know helps people understand what we're doing. You know, it's a big nuanced uh, idea, and uh, you know, we just we really want to attract like-minded people who want to have some freedom as creators. Well, it is a community, so you know, it's like one you big bet. happy family. Mm-hmm. So wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, for your time. Hey, listeners, I know you're going to get a lot out of this. And if you go to the website and sign up, the account is free, right? To, to start. Yep. That's right. So sign up and, and start making some money and, and put some, not, you don't have to put 10,000 hours into it, but, um, but work on doing your best. And, you know, that's, this is a way to not only to realize your dream, but to earn a living through your dream. Absolutely. The only thing we ask is that people take it seriously and put professional level, well-crafted work up. Right. Um, (laughs) Well, thank you again. Don't hang up just yet, but let's say goodbye to our listeners. Thanks, everybody. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, creative time. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.